0: to bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Good day, beautiful soul. Incredible podcast family, what a privilege and honor to be with you again. We have the incredible Rana Zia in part two here where we are exploring your hidden light a guide to creating your desired life so if you listen to part two you know there's tons of incredible content and information in this one um i'm not sure how far we got in in one because i kind of edited them um on garage band here but you know i think we're going to get into uh cultural programming um lazy versus hardworking versus necessity um why you need to relax, get clear on what you want, and then act, and that's when the universe responds. Um, If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. Um, We go into detail about the four-step process process for creation. She goes about that. Um, we talk about, obviously, at the beginning of this is how we can empower our kids with this knowledge, getting past fear, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I know that you, if you enjoyed part one, you're going to love part two. If you enjoy this podcast and you want to support and you want to help, only if you want to, um, you can leave a review on iTunes. That helps tremendously. Thank you so much to all of you who've taken a moment to leave a review. Um, you can support me on Patreon. Thank you so much to those of gone over to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair tossed a buck in the bucket or whatever they could to help the program keep going it really does help it goes a long way Um, but the best thing that you can do to support this podcast is to do one act of kindness today ideally you do it every day um, and you could even do the kindness challenge which is just three kind acts a day for a week go out of your way to do it don't tell anybody see how you feel see what happens take that challenge write me let me know that you took it let me know what happened And those of you who are taking this challenge, everybody 100% is coming back with multiple beautiful experiences. And some people are coming back with what I call universal winks, where something strange happens that's just for you, that lets you know that you're on the spiritual path. If you're looking for higher consciousness, God, making the better place, plan in a better place, peace. What better to do than three actual actions of kindness each and every day so you can ask someone's name, that counts. Picking up a piece of trash, um, walking an old lady across the street, paying it forward, um, volunteering, just doing anything, um, writing a friend a kind note you haven't talked to in a while. Um, any of those things count, so please take the kindness challenge if this, if the podcast resonates. Best way that you can support. Uh, go to mattbelair.com, sign up for the email list. If you want the lucid dreaming, just go forward, Slash Lucid Dreaming, you get a free ebook and guided uh, audio to help you lucid dream quickly and easily. If you're interested in coaching, just fill out the coaching form when you go forward slash Coaching. Um, Happy to talk to anybody who wants to go deeper one-on-one with me. Um, And that's about it. Check out Zen Athlete if you haven't yet. And I'm just about to head to the Parliament of World Religions with David Lomber Senapass. I'm going to film as much as I can, so check it out on Facebook. I'll probably be posting some of those videos on YouTube. If you're near Toronto or you're going to be in Washington D.C. November 11th or you're in Toronto November 1st to 7th and you want to see myself or David speak we're both going to be speaking um, he's speaking at the twice at the Parliament of World Religions and uh, we're both going to be speaking in D.C. and an event there um, I definitely got to get the title for you right away um, but it's a global mass meditation they're doing disclosure and uh, kind of spirituality personal development as well so there's going to be a lot of amazing stuff going on linked up with the mass meditation as well so we would love to see you when person Um, so I'll just leave it at that I hope that you're having an amazing day Um, so let's come into a powerful state of peace and coherence um, before we get into this so wherever you are in the world just stop whatever you're doing and just taking a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and just set the intention to come to total peace and relaxation and love and gratitude within your being now through your intention and just let that breath out slowly with all the cares, all the worries, all the task lists, everything, all the stresses, just letting them go now, coming totally peaceful and present now. Taking another deep breath in through your nose, really deep and holding that breath and just coming to a powerful state of peace and just make the firm commitment to be kind and compassionate to yourself and others. Holding that breath and just see yourself being kind and compassionate for the next hour, letting that breath out slowly, As you see yourself being kind and compassionate throughout the day, throughout the next few days, the next few weeks, the next few months. Taking in another deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath. And just see yourself being kind and compassionate to yourself. Doubling that feeling of kindness and compassion. And just see yourself being kind and compassionate for the next week and month and year and two years. And just see all the people you're going to affect being kind and compassionate to all those you meet. Seeing that ripple out. Seeing the effect go farther than you even know, like the butterfly effect. Just feeling totally peaceful and calm now, from the tip of your head to the tip of your toes. And all right, I think that we are ready to get into this incredible second part with Rana Zia. And how do we teach this to the kids in a more fulfilling way? So, good luck handling that one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I would say, you know, I, I grew up Indian background, my parents immigrated to the United States. Uh, my dad was a professional, very successful in business. My mom was a school teacher. So I was very fortunate to have, um, you know, two professional parents, also very supportive parents in my life. Now I can make fun of the the sort of cultural conditioning of, you need to be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer, right? And that, that, those were, uh, you know, careers that were deemed successful, right? Coming into this country, these are very professional, well-respected, and therefore that's, that's what I deem as success for my children. Um, now I actually I can look back and say even though for all of sort of my schooling I didn't really under didn't really have an awareness that there was other things you can do, <laughs> you know I didn't <laughs> I didn't know, <laughs> until I went to Manhattan where I was like oh my god there's so many things somebody can become right um, I didn't know but at yeah. least what I am grateful for is the standard right There is a standard. And so there was a standard that I had to, to be at, though I didn't want to be those things. Um, I think I was conditioned with a standard, which helped me in my, um, in my career when I chose what I wanted to do. And then when I continue to choose what I want to do, I I have certain standards for myself. And that is where I'm blessed to, to, to have felt like i 'd grown up with sort of this conditioning now now needless to say it 's not as if um, you know I had very strict parents or you know they were really really hard on me it 's just in an innate cultural standard right that you just feel um, and then you put that pressure upon yourself and I think what became became very liberating is when I you know started to learn more about our ability to Um, influence and create our reality and how important um, belief system is in that, right? And how our belief system and what we believe is is directly influences the reality that we experience. So I have some really good belief systems that have helped me along the way, which is really great. And I had identified belief systems that I realized weren't what I wanted to really believe. It may, may, may have been you know, what my parents believed or what my culture believed or, or what so-and-so believed. I don't know. My bosses believed. And so to go, ahead, to go back and really sort of assess, where do I get these beliefs from? And are these still serving me today? Can I change it? And I think that was really, really empowering is to go back and to look at my own life and say, all right, I'm going to acknowledge I had some really ones that served me You know, but these other ones, not so much. So I'm going to change this belief and I'm going to work on changing this belief. And that's what's so exciting is that we all have the power to go and change the belief, right? If you can identify it and you can work on it, you can change it and that can change your life. So I don't know if that answers your question.
0: Kind of, but I'm going to go deeper. And I think it was oh. a good answer.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, good, good,
0: good. <laughs> I have a specific idea for it. Um, yes, I totally believe that. And, um, you know, when you talk about beliefs and limiting beliefs, like hard work is a good belief to have. Like you need to work and try to get what you want. You know, like when you are a great athlete, it takes a tremendous amount of work. You want to be an entrepreneur, it's like 10 times the amount of work you think it is and way more faith and way more trust and way more pain in the butt. And then all of a sudden, one day years down the line, you're successful, Um, you know, in a way that you designed. So it's pain in the butt. Um, So I think that um, what I want to ask is like, do you have any like, how do we empower our children you know because one way that's a bit too far with this say intense programming is like these are your only options you, you don't that's i was laughing my butt off when you're saying i didn't know there's more than three jobs <laughs> it's so good um you know it's just like look we want to empower you to be your own human so i'm just curious how would you relate this to like your own kids growing up in belief system to like the creation side but also hey look you don't get a silver spoon you got to work your butt off because that's really important but also For the people out there that are in those cultures where they, it doesn't matter what the culture is, they don't want to disappoint their parents. And they want to do something on their own. And I've had these discussions, and that's what I'm asking you, just wondering your perspective, um, because they want to be themselves, but they don't want to disappoint their parents. You know, can you give any advice to somebody who would be going through that? Um, and wanting to, you know, kind of go out on their own, but they want to still love and connect their, with their parents. And then also how do we bring that middle ground of hard work and also being who you are connecting spiritually to kids? How are you doing that?
1: Yeah. Okay. These are really big questions. I would say, let me go to the kids side because look, I am a parent and I have two children who are one's 13 now and one's turning 11. Um, and You know, I think about this all the time, right? And we can never be perfect parents, but, you know, and I'm trying to balance the two. There are certain things where, again, it's like, how do I instill the standards on my children and the importance of working hard? Now, why is it important to work hard? And I'd say, you know, I teach this to my kids and I love seeing their success. It's because it builds a belief in themselves, right? I think the biggest thing is for children to have a strong belief in who they are so they can accomplish what they desire right, in this world. And so the working hard piece, to me, it's it's like, yeah, but you may not like this, right? You may not like this subject, you may not like what you're doing right now, but if you can work hard, you're gonna be able to say that you can actually, you can actually do it, you know? And it might be not something that they, they love, like they might be stronger on math and say, like my son's stronger on math than he is in, in reading and writing, that he puts in the hours and the hours and the hours That takes him a lot longer, but he'll end up getting a good result because of the work. And how does he feel? Like, how would you feel? You feel like, wow, I can overcome anything, right? I can get through anything. And so for me, it is trying to find that balance and the importance of, look, I'm going to push you to work hard, but why am I doing that? So you can actually see how amazing you are, right? And I say that to my kids. You guys are amazing. You have magical powers. You just got to pull them out pull them out, right? So that's the work hard piece. And then talk, telling them that, you know, wh- the importance of having that good attitude, feeling good, not the, I don't want to go to school. It's Monday. It's Monday. Am I miserable? I experienced that. I'm, I'm miserable because it's Monday and I have to go to school. Well, look, most people are miserable because it's Monday and they have to go to school and go to work. But you can decide Mondays are not so bad, actually. You know, wake up and say, Mondays aren't so bad, because you know what? I actually don't get a lot of work on Mondays, right? It's probably the easy one of the easier days. It's changing the attitude, right? So it's all of these sort of spirit, we say spiritual concepts of how do you shift your perspective, how do you shift your mindset, how do you understand the importance. Of, of being in sort of that positive energy from seeing that, so it's the balance, right? It's the, and, and and navigating as a, as a parent. That's interesting for me because look, I'm a you know I'm I'm living it right now, and I'm thinking the same things you are. It's like how do I how do I uh, raise my children to be disciplined as well as um, as someone who could. Who understands their power, and that's the thing because once you understand that you have this power to create your reality to your point, then it's how do you put it into practical application? how do you take action and that takes discipline right it takes discipline it takes focus so those are they're like these two different sort of skill sets um that you got to navigate so that I mean that's what i'm doing really uh, on on my end and and we'll see right we'll see <laughs> what happens um Okay. So that's that question. And yeah,
0: the, other one. the only, the only thing I was going to add on that is like, you did that core fundamental thing of just saying, Hey, you are magical. You can create your reality. Um, and you're going to have to put effort in, you know, yeah. and, and, and reframing the effort. You know, if you want to be a good martial artist, all of that is uh, challenging, you know, going towards what you want is uncomfortable. Learn to get comfortable in the uncomfort. You know, because that's 99% of life is just the thing that's just like we're perceiving as uncomfortable, but you can bring in a powerful mindset to that. Like you can work in the rain and be stoked on it and you can hate it. It's up to you. So you realize that you can filter in and out. Um, you know I don't know if it's like the Dutch or somebody but they say there, there's no bad weather there's just bad clothing and yeah. you know, I get back to Vancouver and I'm all pissed off because I can't get my skateboard to the train because I have a car right now and I was like ah freaking rain and I was like okay cool just reframe get an umbrella you know deal with it but I'm, I'm resisting the environment right and causing suffering within myself because it's raining like I shouldn't expect it to rain in Vancouver or on planet earth you know so yeah. you know it's like learning to kind of do that more uh, finely tuned so I think that's a really good and grounded answer um, you know practical get disciplined but also just the main thing is you can create your reality but you need to put effort in you know that's that's yeah. part of it so what I, about this go ahead
1: yeah I'm just gonna say it is so true because it's like you know creating a reality consistently right or it, it you know consciously it is a discipline and a practice right we you know we use you know, we talk about discipline in terms of say sports, right, and being disciplined to get better, like whether musician, sports, or whatever, you need that discipline to get better and better. And the same thing with this idea of um, self, uh, self-regulation in, in some ways, right? Like you, you wanna be able to manage yourself, manage your thoughts, manage your feel, feelings, create really what you desire. That's a discipline and a practice. You know, and, and, and they are practices, right? Like meditation, um, is a really big practice in terms of always, you know, getting in that state, meditative state and disciplining your mind. Right. And so, um, a lot of this whole idea of finding for my children, like find your, find your strengths, find your power, you know, find what you love that takes effort, that takes discipline. Um, and that is something that I, I really emphasize in the book, you know, creating this, creating your reality on consistently takes work. It takes a lot of work, but it's internal work. And I really truly believe that that is the real work. Your real work is your internal work. And once you, you, you work on yourself internally, this external work doesn't really feel like work as much. It doesn't feel so hard. Right, and the external work doesn't feel part. It's really the internal work that that's so it has to start from there.
0: Yes, and I just want to add one thing because this is good. <laughs> um, what it makes me think about is that most people, many people, are doing zero work. You know, they're going and, and when we say work, let's just say like we can let's reframe that. Maybe you can think of something. I'll think of something. But like um, self discovery. You know, it's like, it's like sifting through the crap to find like the gold within yourself. But the idea of this life experience is to be yourself, to be that unique expression. Who the heck are you? You know, what and I asked people, I was like, so what do you want? And they're Like, you know, I've never asked myself that question. What do I want? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, yeah. what, what the heck? You know, and I was like, you are a, like such an infinite, powerful creator, you know, and we get, we get stuck in the loop. The mind can be hypnotized and controlled and through fear. And that's what's happening and i know exactly how they're doing it and it pisses me off <laughs> um so but when you realize the flip side that you are a powerful creator that you're taking care of the worst case scenario is you're going to be homeless and then even from there if you've got like you know your mind you'll get out of it you know what i mean don't be a wuss you got this you know it is not that bad if you but what is what is maybe not so great is that um we don't look in and that should be a daily practice to look in and figure out who you are. And as just journaling or thinking, um, you start to refine that. And then you just discover more and more of who you are, what you want, because we're in duality. If you don't want to work, you know, one of the first ones for me was like, wait, everybody's signing up for 40 hours a week, two weeks off a year. I was like, there's nobody, am I the only one who thinks that's sheer insanity of everybody? I'm looking around. Nope, we're just gonna, we're gonna accept this. Bud, this is reality. Everybody's in it. You're in it too. I'm like, hell no, I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm definitely gonna do something different because that is insanity. Two weeks of my existence a year I get to do what I want it's like craziness you know what I mean that's literally insanity 40 hours so you know I couldn't sign up for that um so anyways I got I got got lost in that idea (laughs) (laughs) uh, it it, it it hurts my brain
1: (laughs) no but it is so true because you said it's like a lot of people don't really take the time to think about what it what is it that I want I mean it is kind of difficult to even wake up wake up one day and, and if you, if someone said to you, what do you want today? What do you want today? You'd have to sit there and kind of think about it, right? Maybe, I don't know. I don't What do I really want today? Right? So it, so it is that, you know, the, just getting clear, consciously, you know, clear of, of conscious intent. Like I want to wake up and have a really productive day. Okay. Guess what? You will, you'll have one because you were really clear on what you wanted, right? I, you know, I, I, I want to love going to work every day. Well, you know what? If you decide you want to love going to work every day, maybe all of a sudden you're going to find that you're loving to go to work every day, right? So it is consciously making that decision like you did. You looked around. You said, I don't like this. You know, I want this. And a lot of people don't realize that they have a choice. And I think you can make, you know, make a simple choice, a choice that doesn't seem scary. Start with something non- that's not scary. I mean, I would do that myself. Like, say I was going on a job interview. You know, you can get all really nervous and like, oh, my gosh, like, this is the biggest thing in the world. And, and you can just, I would make it just a simple intention. You know, I want to leave the interview feeling really good about myself. That's not hard. That's not scary. I'm not putting, putting it out there. Like, I'm going to leave, you know, leave wanting to get a job offer. I don't even know if I want that, right? But it's like, at the end of the day, what do I want? I want to feel good to start with small things and practice, consciously stating what you want, right? Because the more than you do that, then the more you'll know what you want.
0: 100% thinks about, the, I'm just gonna suggest this pro tip from the Essenes. Um, and if you don't know who they are, um, they're just like, I guess, this posse of people that were around Jesus at the time of Jesus. And they were all these spiritual masters. One of their practices was intend seven times a day, like set an intention. And so what you're doing is you're, you know, you it's like this yin yang, like you get to control a good portion of this, you can control your perspective, um, you know, but it's like, okay, if somebody dies, you're going to be sad, you don't want to control that one. That one's like, Oh, my God, like, this is life, this is a part of it. Oh, that's terrible. Feel bad. Um, but like, if you're like in traffic, and you're hating everything that one you can, you can change you know that you can change, that one's adjustable you know what I mean so you learn how to discern um and then you intend right like you said I intend to enjoy this ride I intend to I don't know um enjoy my day at work today I intend to look at the positive and I like how you said earlier that gratitude was magic um so that's so I'm wondering because we're this is all awesome if you want to touch on um well you can add on to that um talk about your four your creation process I like that um, if somebody is in that cultural thing and they don't want to disappar- disappoint, their parents, this is for someone specific and it comes up for me a lot and I don't have a good answer. I say, I don't know. Like I love my parents. I wouldn't want to disappoint them. So maybe you can give some tips on that. And then I got lots more. So just
1: okay, okay. go with that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So you brought up the cultural thing, uh, you know, again, with the disappointing the parents, I don't really have a good answer for that. And I'll tell you, but I've experienced it. Okay. Meaning the fear I did you know, when I made the decision that I wasn't going back and, you know, going back into like the finance realm and that I was going to take time, I was going to write this book and, and kind of shift into other areas of interest. Um, I, you know, I had a lot of fear and actually I had a lot of fear of letting my parents read this book. Okay. Because, you know, my, my background, religious background is my parents and my family is Muslim. And so, the book itself—it is—it's a spiritual book, and you know, a lot of people look at me and they assume—you know—assume that I'm Indian, so I come from a lot of the Eastern religions, and that a lot of this was already in my background, but it was not. Um, and so, a lot of the concepts that I've put in the book do not come from my religion, right? And 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 so there were things that I didn't grow up with that were in this book, and that I knew I needed to share with my parents before it was published. I knew that I had to. Be brave, and let them read it. Um, and it was very scary for me, but my parents have always been supportive. I didn't want to disappoint them, you know, because I know that religion is a big thing for 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 them. um so this this was something that was very difficult. so I let them read it, and you know i was it was huge for me because. Look, while they may not believe everything, they were supportive as parents. And I've been lucky enough to have parents that are gonna put their relationship with their children above anything else. So that, so like I said, I cannot really give advice um, to other people. I can only speak with my own experience of knowing how very much you don't want to disappoint. You do not want to offend, Um, especially parents who have come and built a life and have worked hard to, to be there for you and support you. Um, and want you to be a success. I understand all of that. And for me, I had to just look within my own heart. So my only advice is to go within your own heart. And you know, for me, I was told, Rana, you cannot put this book out in the world without having your parents read it. And I felt that energetically. And it was. And no matter how scary, I kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And so I'm like, okay, Labor Day weekend, I got to do it before Labor Day weekend, and I did. And so. Okay. So maybe I do have some advice. My only advice is you got to go within your own self because that is where you're going to get for your particular circumstance. That is where you're going to get your answers. You've got to trust the feelings that you feel in your own body. You got to trust that little voice, even though if it scares you or it tells you something you don't want to hear, you have to go with your own inner guidance. Um, and, and then, and that's going to be the best solution for you. I mean, that's what I did. And, and luckily my parents, you know continue to be very supportive and um yeah so that's that that's that was longer than i wanted it to on that question
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's good (laughs) it's a really it's good and practical answer the answer is there's no answer you gotta go be brave and just gotta go do it and rip it off like a band-aid and just keep in mind you are married with children you are an adult and it's (laughs) you're an adult human that was a you know corporate success and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god i'm scared of my parents i gotta show them (laughs) i gotta show them this book (laughs)
1: that's (laughs) so true and it was more of i don't didn't want to hurt them right it was for me it was like i don't want to hurt i don't want to offend right that that's that's where it all comes you know stems from all right so i'm going to jump into the gratitude right so gratitude and a lot of people talk about gratitude and i just i mean Huge advocate because it is magic, right? It is to me. It's energy. It's it's um, gratitude is an exchange of energy with the universe, a positive exchange, right? If you you're you're grateful for something that you have, you receive something and you you give that, and you feel happy, you feel good, and then you give that energy out in appreciation. So nothing can go wrong when you're exchanging positive energy with the universe. And so you know if you get in the state of gratitude of actually. Taking the time to say what it is, what is it that I have now that I'm grateful for, and we all have things we are grateful for, um, and feeling that in our body, really feeling all of that in your body, you know, the more you feel that sense of gratitude, more good things get attracted to your life. Now, for me, like, and for many people, right, when you're going through some challenging times or you're going through uncertainty, you know, I'm going through, you know, I'm leaving a finance career and I'm trying something new, and you're going to have fear you know, I'm, I had fear, there's uncertainty, there's, you know, it's, and from, and from, and then your head can go to a place of, oh my gosh, you know, what if I lose this? 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 And so it's taking the discipline and using gratitude as a tool, which I've used all the time, whereas I get to a place of, but what am I grateful for right now? What do I have right now that I'm grateful for, right? And that always makes me feel so good because it gets me to the place of, look, I have right now. I have, and I'm grateful for what I have. Um, And once you are grateful, there's no room for fear. And that's what I found. There's no room for fear. And if you use it as a discipline, as a practice, um, then it becomes, it becomes automatic for you. Oh no, I'm starting to feel this way. Okay. Pull me back into, into gratitude. And that's magical because for me it's been magical because every time I've felt gratitude, you know, magic happens, the day's brighter, you know, um, things just seem lighter, you know, opportunities show up, things happen in your life. So gratitude is one of the easiest practices. And again, think of it as energy, right? It's, it's you're putting out positive energy and you're receiving positive energy. And the more that you put out, the more you're going to receive. So.
0: Yep. Yep. It's, uh, I totally agree. And it's really like, you know, if you, geez, I'm going to formulate a sentence that's clear. (laughs) You are an electromagnetic being. And so when you stay in one vibrational state, whether it's anger, fear, doubt, depression, which is mainly fear, um, you're going to just attract though, because you're emoting, you're emitting to the field, that frequency. So you're going to get more and that's how your body feels. But when you shift it, you shift your attention to something you're grateful for. So something you have something that feels better, you shift the vibrational state, and also the electromagnetic field of your body. So then things are different, and that's you controlling your internal lens. You can focus on what you don't have and what's crappy, and you can equally focus on what you do have and what is great. And the thing is that when you focus on things that you're grateful for, that you have, that you can um, feel that genuine gratitude for, you shift your internal state of being, your emotional state, And so when you learn to do that continuously, you're continuously vibrating literally at a different state. And so your environment, your field and your reality will definitely change because it has to, because we're in an electromagnetic universe. So the key that you're touching on is I think we've all heard about this, um, is the continuous monitoring of that and using it as a discipline, right? You don't just, Oh, I'm grateful on Monday. Once, a once a month, it's like, yo, this is the process that I do when I'm in a funk. Okay, cool, switch it, switch it, switch it, switch it. And the better that you are at switching it, the more effective it's gonna be because if you stay like 90% of the day in fear, you're going to get a result, you're going to emote in a certain way. Um, if you can get to 80%, 70%. Uh, but once you get to like 50% and then you're above like 60% gratitude, your life is really going to have a shift. So you're kind of going up this vibrational ladder within yourself and how you navigate your reality. And the thing is, you know, people who are grateful, it could be like the worst environment, but they're still stoked. It doesn't matter because they're controlling their emotional states. like that's the small stuff, you know, that book don't sweat the small stuff, which is a great idea. And it's all small stuff. And tell it's like a serious thing and then it's a serious thing and you deal with that um so yeah that's my my two cents um do you want to touch on the the um oh, the deliberate first
1: yeah yeah the 4 step process yeah. of reading yes
0: yes you can yeah. do that and you can add on to my rant too if you want because i know you got about 10 minutes before you got you said kids are going to come in and just, just destroy yeah. everything and throw cookies <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah
1: hopefully they won't destroy
0: anything.
1: they're good kids uh yeah so four. I, I talk i simplify this process right it is Um, it is not something that that is unique that I've I've created It is my brain sort of synthesizing what has worked well for me um, in terms of a process to create your reality so the first step one is literally have you know an intention right is know what you want decide what you want right so if you're if it's it could be something small. You know, I recommend start with small things because you've got to first build up your own belief that you have this power to create wonderful things in your life. So it's start with a clear conscious thought, desire, or intention. And a clear conscious thought, desire, and intention already assumes that it has a belief behind it, right? So step one, sometimes you can't get past step one. And I'll tell you, writing this book, I was stuck on step one. I had an intention that I'm gonna write this book, but I knew I did not believe I could do it, right? I knew that. And I knew the book would never happen without the belief. And so I spent 18 months building a belief. So, so if you don't have a belief, you could ask yourself, do I believe that I can achieve my desire, my intention? Do I believe it is possible for myself? If you really do believe it, then you're, you're done, right? If you don't, like if you have any doubt right or any fear then you don't have a belief and you got to work on that belief okay so that's step 1 step 2 is gratitude we talked about gratitude right and it's literally putting positive energy into your intention it's assuming that you've already received what you're intending and it's just that quick thank you genuine authentic thank you and then you move on to step 3 step 3 um you know we can probably spend like an hour talking about step 3 but step 3 is detachment Right, it is literally detaching from your desire, and that literally means you're not gra- you're not mentally holding on to it, thinking into it. You know, say you desire, you know, I'm going to do something simple, right, from the work while You, you know, you have a desire that you're going to have a um, um, a positive outcome from a business meeting, right? Like that's my intention, and I believe that that can happen. I really do believe that it can happen. I'm really grateful for it. And then if you don't detach from it, like if you keep worrying about it, like, oh, my gosh, I'm worried. Is it going to go? How's it going to go? Um, whatever all your worries and anxieties are about it, then if you keep holding that in your body, then that's not working. Right. You got to let go. You got to you got to put your body in a very relaxed, calm state. You got to feel as if you know, you're trusting the universe to, to, to deliver whatever is um, you know, the highest good. And you let it go. You literally forget about it, right? Easier said than done. Sometimes it's very easy. Sometimes not. And number four is when you take action. So number four is take action. Um, and sometimes you don't need to, but it is taking a action that's aligned with your desire. So to so that business meeting example, you know, you got to get up and go to work and go into the meeting, right? That's action, right? You know, a positive outcome is not going to happen by sitting on the couch. So those are literally the four. The four steps and sometimes it's easy like you can do it within 20 seconds and not really take much action and then something can you know you know, it, you can you'll receive or if for bigger bigger things right bigger shifts bigger changes in your life it can take a lot of time and the practice becomes about usually not around one because you already decided one and, and two you can feel grateful that's fine in the detachment it's not worrying and stressing right and a lot of us kind of live through that step three of how do i maintain detachment um and how do i continue to take action without feeling a sense of anxiety and stress so those are the four steps
0: those are great those are great steps i agree with them all you know and i i would definitely say it pretty much the same way um the first part with like getting clear on the intention that's a challenge. What the heck do you want? Um, and then you need to build the belief around it. Well, I have like lots of things to say about that, but I'll say a couple. The first thing is just do it without the belief. Like just work on your book, work on your thing. Just do it even if you believe you can't do it. It's not the premium way to do it, but keep taking action because you're going to build the belief. If you don't believe you can do a backflip on your snowboard, keep snowboarding um, and then training for it. Like do a backflip on a trampoline. What can you do? Read a book on business, read a book on writing. So taking action in that direction even when you're not there yet, um, because you haven't done it yet, you're kind of like testing yourself. But you can definitely code those beliefs, you can code them through hypnosis. And you can also code them be like, ask yourself, has anybody else wrote a book ever? Could the book suck? You know, what I mean? he's like, well, I can't write a book. He's like, well, am I okay with the book sucking? Great. Um, so you want to like, you know, you, you want it to be the best you can, but it's also, um, you know, it's kind of not up to you. Some people are gonna think it's the greatest thing ever written. Some people might Say it's crap um and then third the detachment is like that old zen one of surrender you know have your desire move towards it take action and then let it go you know this is what i'm intending i let it go you try to shoot a basketball in the net you intend for it to go in it might miss you know you intend for this business to be successful it might miss But all you get is experience and feedback and that's valuable. So if we can stop attaching to like making it be successful, just put your best effort in and you're going to learn something. You put your best effort in, you're going to learn something. And for people to understand that the failure and the miss is like a huge part of it every single person misses and the most successful people have missed more than anyone else because they keep doing things they get feedback so you might miss like 10 times in a row then all of a sudden with all that feedback now you've got like such clarity and understanding and experience go boom and then like out of the park and you're like yeah. and you get all stoked yeah. you know what i mean so all of those are, are really it's simple it's concise and i really like how you uh summarize all that because it's that's that is what it is it's um, it's simple, but you got to do it.
1: Yeah, it's a practice, right? And, and like I said, like this whole thing for me, it is a daily discipline and a practice. And that's why I love that There's so many people talking about this, so like so many teachers, because I go to, you know, I, I might pull up a YouTube video because if I want to hear it said a different way. Um, and I do that all the time. You know, my husband does that too. It's because you know what, this is, this is life. It's a journey you know and and we and it's it's we're constantly learning we're constantly growing we're not perfect and we need sort of that support and the, that reminder along our journey and i and i need it because i know that this is a discipline and a practice and you need those reminders like okay you know stay in it oh wait i'm attaching i can feel it in my body okay how do i detach it can be really 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 hard right so you're going to look for those strategies to to relax yourself to detach or to your point the belief like, you know you want to do something, but you don't have the belief. I love it. Take action because the actions build your belief. And as soon as the belief locks in, well, then you're going to see, right? And, and you also talked about the failures, but I loved – about this concept of failure, you know, what I love about it is you think about the, the, the duality, you know, we talked about how everything opposites are energetically uh, connected. And so those failures are actually moving you forward. You're constantly moving forward because it's, it keeps telling you you're going in the right direction. You're going to fail. You know, you're going to feel that failure. You know, what's on the other end of it. If you have no failure, there's no other end of it. There's no progression, right? There's, and you, you, and that's fine. People are fine with that. They're fine with where things are at. But a lot of us want to continue to grow and to experience and knowing that when you experience a failure, right, it's because you're on your way, you're on your way, right? You're, you're progressing.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that even just the word failure, just really even just spending, I think this would be such a powerful idea for people to just Go into failure and just redefining that, looking at it because it's not failure. It's not like you failed. You fail when you give up. That's when you fail. And um, it's literally a necessity, it's not, it's experience. Everything you try. Is not a failure, it's an experience. You know, it's like the, I think it's Benjamin Franklin or whatever, the light bulb, and he's just like, I, he tried like 1,200 times, like, oh, you failed 1,200 times. Like, no, I found out like 1,200 times how not to make a light bulb. You know, it's like experience, 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 experience. And if you're pushing yourself, you're going from the known to the unknown. That's it. And so you're getting experience and you're getting feedback, and now you're, that's living. And you know, that's what we get to do here. That's what you do as a kid. You're like, You know, uh, this is a stupid story, but I was like (laughs) running to the gym the other day and there's like all these nice trees, right? So I put my hand to touch the trees and these leaves and it stabbed me. I don't know why would the tree do that? But I was just like messing with the environment. I was like, oh, cool. And then I could stop and I could take a deeper look at like, what is this thing? Like, what is this kind of feedback from the environment that that one's not exactly safe, but I experienced it by just like sticking my hand out and touching it, you know, not always good feedback. But now right. I know a little bit more about that tree in particular to stay away from. I'm not going to jump in the bush. You know, it's a stupid example, but we're getting to like live and, and, and push and that's, we want to grow. And when you start to get down and life isn't so good and you're not inspired, it's because you're not figuring out what it is that you feel that you want to create and contribute, how you want to express yourself in this life. Um, and you just stop growing in a way that, that, you know, is meaningful to you. Um, and it's scary and it's hard and it's challenging, but that's part of the process. So, you know, get that feedback, just move, move towards it, you know, redefine failure. Um, because we're so caught on like, you know, LeBron James didn't, or Michael Jordan or whoever didn't just become a master. They fail all the time and then boom, they get a success and then they continue to fail. But winners and people who are successful, quote unquote. Um, they are not afraid to try. They try, they move towards the things that they want. And, and are meaningful to them. So they have that will within them to say, I want to keep moving forward past these challenges. Um, and then they, they know how to manage their perspective. It's like, this isn't the end of the world. How can I do this process of my life with joy? This is supposed to be fun. You know, this is if you know and expect like in Vancouver, it's going to rain. I know it's going to rain. You know what I mean? I, I could be like, Oh my God, you know, this is terrible. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you know, you're going to have setbacks, challenges, all this stuff. And just be like, cool, like expected. Now what do I learn from this and how do I overcome it? So that's my rant.
1: No, like, on? And I love the idea of having different word, you know, because that's what it felt like when we were talking about it. I'm like, Oh, I wish there was another word for it.
0: Yeah. I like experience. I think, what do you got? Yeah. I Not good
1: like, enough. But <laughs> like, can we just like make up a word? <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> well, we talked about earlier the power of words, and I think one of your one of your books in there is the Fifth Agreement. But you know, in the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, one of them is the power of your words. And if we can be really conscious, words are vibration, and your unconscious mind is listening to that, and so is your body. And the body's going to follow the consciousness and the unconscious patterns. So, being very particular with what you speak, speak what you want into reality. And abracadabra literally means, "With my word, I create." And so, you know, the more intentional we can get on what it is we want, you gotta know what it is, speak it, visualize it, believe it, do what you can, and then just surrender to like, you know what? I wanna learn piano. I'm gonna suck for a while, then I'll be half decent, then I might be good if I keep at it. Yeah. I to start a business. I probably won't even know what that idea is. I'll probably fail a bunch. Um, you know, I'll be kind of do what I can about it, but then eventually I'll be successful. I don't give up. So um, yeah, this has been so awesome. I wanted to ask you cause I want to be mindful of your time. Um, is there anything that you wish that I had asked you? Is there anything that you want to dive deeper in before we, um, you know, head off and, and, and I can load up a question too, is like coming from a religious background and it's a spiritual book, um, for you, how do you feel like one can, you know, go to the path of like self-realization connecting to God, uh, Buddha, whatever the case is, um, and we have, and that's another thing is like if we're looking for a spiritual path, um, religions, each different one, and there are literally hundreds, I think thousands of religions, and it's like this path. And if you don't choose the right path sometimes, then you burn in hell for all eternity. At least that was my upbringing, and that's a pretty rough sentence. Um, but um, it, do you have like an understanding for you and like how you would teach your kids or for yourself to connect to um, that higher power, God, Jesus, Buddha, whatever the case is? Um, Pretty loaded question and very distorted. So do your best to give me some feedback.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, look, I feel like I grew up more feeling like I was a spiritual person versus a religious person. I, you know, I kind of felt like I came into the world feeling that way. And when I say spiritual, is that I believe that in a greater power, I believe in, in a God, and I believe, like, and I, that, that, that I could connect with it personally, as opposed to feeling like I needed to go into an institution to do that, right? And so, the fact that I'm writing a book that has a lot of spiritual concepts felt very natural to me because it is really all about going within yourself. And for me personally, I think what was really been really really helpful is that I, you know, started a meditation practice. Um, you know, not that long ago, it was only in 2014, a regular practice, and it was taking that time out to quiet my mind and to go within, and a lot of it went through, through prayer, because it's a form of prayer, right? It, it is connecting with your higher source, and you can call it prayer, you can call it meditation, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but it is um, taking that time to connect, to connect, and not only you connecting to a higher power, you're connecting to yourself, um, and and knowing that you can ask questions, right? To go into your meditation and ask for help, ask for questions, ask ask for guidance. Um, and I was doing that for years. You know, I would be like, "Tell me the truth. <laughs> you know, what's really going on?" <laughs> um, and then just being guided, and led down a path. You know, and it and and it's not so much your mind; it's also your heart, and and listening to your heart, and and because the heart will feel stronger and it will be, it'll guide you. It's not going to give you clear cut answers in terms of it's going to speak to you directly the heart, but it'll push you in directions. And, and I would say connect with your heart. For me, I had to work on connecting with my heart because I knew my heart was blocked, you know, because when you're so in your head and your mind, and you're following doing things in your life. I found for myself that, you know, I had a coach that asked me, okay, you know, what are you thinking? What's in your gut? Now, what are you feeling? And I would get stuck on feeling all the time. And I'm like, that's a problem, right? And so you know, I had to do a lot of work and just kind of opening up my heart so I can hear it. So, you know, from a spiritual, getting into a spiritual practice or connecting with your own sort of source, I would say it really is about taking the time to, taking that time, the space to, to clear your mind, to either, you know, to connect with God through prayer, through meditation, and to listen to your heart. And I think those are all things that are really benefit um, anyone.
0: Awesome, I totally agree with that. And I, you slip one other element in there um, that I just want to touch on is like um, um, asking, like prayer. You know, yeah, so like one of the things I've heard is uh, prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening. Um, so if you want help, you know, it can be in like these simple things. And you also said another thing that I think is important is like, um, the messages from spirit or God or nature or your higher self or whatever, um, is like a nudge, it's a feeling. And I think that the mind and the intellect it is usually suppressing that feeling, you know, and so if we can learn to like connect with that, it's like, Oh, I need to know this Well, the mind or the heart knows it's eternal and I can see this bigger picture, but the intellect can only process the one thing that's in front of it. And so if I can't see the bigger picture, it's going to convince that feeling in the body to be quiet so it can keep you alive. Um, but meanwhile, like the heart is like, no, like you gotta, you gotta do this. So all these other things can happen. And so, you know, it's very simple advice. And I like, you know, if you would like to go to an institution and, and, and there's community and that's the way you connect, great. And it's my belief that um, no matter where you are, who you are in the world, you can do it within yourself also. You know what I mean? That you have that right. You don't need anything between you and your source, anything between you and God. It's you and you in your own way. You can be in the mountains. You could be in an institution. You could be whatever. It's just that honest seeking within yourself to connect to that. And you said, you know, give yourself the time and space you know, and so that's kind of like asking and, and seeing, and you should get some feedback. So I think that's all awesome stuff. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Well, this has been an awesome conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Your book seems amazing. I I like how you think you distilled it in, in a very beautiful and grounded way to kind of like, yeah, it's a very, You're hitting all the elements, which I think are important. It's very grounded. And I think it's going to be especially helpful for those coming from a more uh, analytical, intellectual way, because it's touching on all those as well. Um, I just want to ask if there's anything else that you would like to leave the listeners with uh, and where they can find out more about you.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been really, really fun. Um, and yeah, if you want to learn more about the book or about myself, you can go to my website, which is www.yourhiddenlight.com. So it's pretty simple and you can, um, check out this, you know, check out some blogs and interviews and, and, um, and you can connect with me directly.
0: Awesome. Cool. I appreciate you. That was amazing. Uh, tons of just really, yeah, like I said, like grounded, um, but thought through, you know, advice for seeking and like, those are all the elements It's just challenging. We have to find our own will to do them, you know, and that's really the, the challenge, but each person who does it like you and others, then it, it inspires us through example to know that it's, it's within us as well. So, uh, thank you for walking the path and doing your thing. Um, it was a pleasure and a privilege to talk to you. So have an amazing day.
1: You too. Thank you.
0: Thanks everybody for listening. Peace. All right, guys, that wraps up that incredible episode with Rana Zia. I hope that you enjoyed that. If you want to support the podcast, I I kind of said that weird, um, you can share that. That helps a ton when you share. It helps a ton when you leave a review. It inspires others to leave a review. Um, Please, the best, most great geez I'm I'm losing my words here I've got a lot going on the best way that you can support this show is to do an act of kindness today if not please take up the the kindness challenge do three kind acts in a day uh, for a week go out of your way to do it and if we are on the spiritual path we are looking to make a better impact on humanity what better way to do it with those who are directly around us because that's all in fact that we can do for sure is how we act and how we interact with our communities within our families within our loved ones and all that kind of stuff so please take the kindness challenge if you do it let me know how it went let me know about your experiences just let me know on uh, facebook or social media i love 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 and appreciate those of you who are actually taking that challenge and many of you are having very beautiful experiences so please take that challenge um go to mattbelair.com sign up for the email list get a free lucid dreaming ebook and guided meditation if you go forward slash lucid dreaming i'm getting ready to head to the parliament of world religions in toronto november 1st to 7th with native american elder David Lone Bear Senate Pass. I'm going to get as much footage as I can to meet these world leaders who are talking about spirituality God hopefully making the better the planet a better place coming together doing what we can so if you're in the neighborhood and you want to say hello would love to see you I know that I got a group of family um, out in Toronto as I grew up just an hour down the road in Cambridge so would love to see all the, the local family there if you can get out and make it um, then we're going to be in Washington D.C. Uh, November 11th so Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm sending you all of my love, my appreciation, my gratitude. I hope that you are doing well. Um, And let's come to a state of peace and coherence before we end this episode. So wherever you are in the world, just take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just make the firm commitment now to be kind and compassionate to yourself deeply and fully. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares, all the self-limitations, all the criticisms, just letting that go. Taking another deep breath in through your nose, holding that breath, and just see yourself being kind and compassionate to those around you today, and over the next week, and over the next few months, and over the next few years, and over a lifetime, just being kind and compassionate to everybody you meet, but being kind and compassionate to yourself first. Just let that breath out slowly with all the cares, all the worries of the day, feeling totally peaceful and present. Taking in one more deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath, realizing that you are connected to divine source, light, and energy, that you are a beautiful, multidimensional, amazing being in touch with the entire universe, God, source, spirit, whatever you think, whatever you want to call it. But you are a divine being worthy of all of the love, all of the creation, um, and anything that you want to create and bring forth in this life. So thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.